Hello, uh, my name is Daniel Harrell and from the University of Texas at Austin's Dell Medical School. Uh, with my colleague uh, Usman Muhammad, uh, we will be presenting a, a patient-centric electronic health identity management system using blockchain technology called Metalinker. In the United States, uh, electronic medical records or EMRs have been well adopted with 99% of all eligible hospitals demonstrating meaningful use. Uh, this is nationwide with majority of states having 100% uh, coverage. Uh, while there's been great progress in the adoption of EMRs, uh, mo all, most of the data is, is controlled and uh, under by organizations such as EMS, clinics, hospitals, or pharmacies, uh, which, which results in a, I, with leaving patients to be isolated away from their medical records and not in control of how or where their uh, um, data is being uh, stored. Uh, so the majority of medical records in the United States are electronically are stored electronically, but the data is not being shared, resulting in a fragmented system uh, system of data silos that needs to be resolved. Our group, uh, led by Professor Anjum Krishid, has been looking for technical solutions to remedy this fragmented uh, health information uh, use case. Uh, but also looking for solutions to better manage patient identity, uh, help patients control their data, and help patients consent to uh, research and or medical care. Uh, recently, we have published several works uh, to uh, suggesting that blockchain could be a possible technical solution to solve these use cases. Blockchain has some uh, very beneficial features for uh, the healthcare space. Uh, one, it's a shared distributed ledger that could work in a fragmented system. Uh, it's scalable, so if you want to add a new institution, you just uh, add another node to the blockchain. It's an audible rec uh, record that can prove identity and ownership. Uh, it's a new technology uh, that is ever-evolving. Uh, it's secure and the data is immutable, uh, allowing it to be tamper-proof. Uh, it's permission-controlled, preserving confidentiality. It's uh, private, preserving individuals' uh, um, identities, and can show pro provenance, which uh, can help track assets across multiple institutions. But also, Blockchain can, is, uh, is able to manage the issuing and presenting of digital verifiable credentials. Uh, a verifiable credential is a uh, ID or a card that is issued by an authority, uh, usually a government. A government. And so, uh, and then this card, in this case, a Texas driver's license, uh, can be held by a person to prove uh, to prove who they are. So an example of the driver's license, it's issued by the state of Texas. It is held by me uh, in my wallet. And when I go to a bank, they will verify that I, am, that I am who I am and that I am over 18 to show that I am an adult. 
Uh, this system is fundamentally founded on trust. The verifier needs to trust that the issuer uh, has entered the correct information and that the data that's being held is uh, the truth. Blockchain fits well into this framework because uh, it also relies on trust between individuals, uh, participants. And so we thought blockchain would be a good technical framework for, uh, for verifiable credentials. In uh, healthcare, most, most patients present paper-based records or credentials, which include a driver's license or an ID and a um, health insurance card. And they have to share a copy of these to each uh, hospital or EMS or community organization that they participate in, uh, resulting in um, some annoyance by the, for the patient. But also, it's vulnerable to these documents being lost, which can happen to to um, which can happen to folks, for instance, who experience homelessness. Uh, one lost backpack, they lose all their documentation. And so to remedy this, we uh, propose to create a digital version of all these records that can be interact, that a patient could interact through a smartphone and share their digital copy to a trusted network. So they don't, so even if they lose it, they still can interact with the, their healthcare. And so our objective was to develop a electronic health identity management system that can bridge the fragmented data silos and form a patient-centric record using blockchain technology. Metalinker has uh, six uh, types of credentials. First is a health ID, which includes demographics, uh, an insurance card, a medications list, a credit card or proof of pay, um, for, um, payment method, method, a research consent credential, and a medical power of attorney. And all these credentials are managed using the Hyperledger Indy framework. Now a patient uh, can share all their credentials to uh, to the primary care physician, but if referred to the rehab clinic and only need to share a limited set, they can share only the appropriate information. Uh, for research institutions, they can provide the medical uh, consent uh, documenting that their desire to participate. As far as what data is on and off the chain, uh, in our implementation, we only included the uh, public decentralized identifiers, uh, which is kind of the addresses for each institution as well as um, a patient, as well as the forms and the schemas that define each of these credentials. Uh, this allows us, for instance, if we want, needed to add a new, new credential, such as a COVID-19 passport, we could as add a new schema to the blockchain and then all the institutions would be able to use it. Uh, in terms of the actual uh, medical data and the uh, patient data, that is all held off chain in a digital wallet uh, on uh, in a isolated uh, agent. And so no no patient data is available, is available from, uh, from the public blockchain. Uh, this is to preserve uh, privacy. 
Uh, talking to medical professionals at our uh, Dell Medical School, we uh, they highlighted seven scenarios that we needed to uh, to address in our first implementation. Uh, the first scenario is uh, enrolling at a clinic and then setting up these verifiable credentials, and a second enrollment at a second clinic, uh, presenting data between clinics, uh, revoking or the patient which uh, when a patient wants to remove or uh, full or partial consent from a clinic, uh, patients changing information on the on the blockchain and then updating their uh, data within their network, uh, patients consenting uh, to research projects, and then uh, the, the design of medical power of attorney for dependents, particularly geriatric and pediatric uh, patients. Uh, Metalinker uses a two-step verification process. This is to ensure uh, accuracy uh, in each verifiable, uh, each uh, credential. Uh, so the first step is the patient goes to the clinic and uh, presents their government-issued ID or other paperwork to a receptionist or healthcare provider who, using the web portal, enters the data into Metalinker. Once uh, completed, the hospital will share that information to, uh, to our patient, uh, Toshiko, and she will uh, review all the information and confirm that it's all correct. Uh, this is, if she finds any errors, they can repeat the process until everything is, um, is, is acceptable. Uh, once, uh, once she approves it, the clinic will actually issue the credential which is uh, uh, issued into, into Hyperledger Indy. And then uh, going forward at a second clinic, a patient is able to share this, uh, these credentials uh, without having to show the actual, her actual cards. She can just use her phone uh, at a second clinic. And because they trust that the first clinic did uh, enter the data correctly, and has this credit uh, has a stamp. The um, they'll trust the data and allow her to um, enroll in the clinic. For medical research, uh, the patient is the participant is able to document their desire to participate, and so we have a uh, a fake medical research group that has a. a research project to evaluate the prevalence of a medication A amongst adult Asian women. Uh, Toshko is based on her demographics, has been selected as a possible candidate, and she can provide consent, uh, consent uh, by issuing a credential, and that the research-specific data can be shared to that research institution. Now, in the, later, if she decides that she no longer would like to participate for whatever reason, she is able to revoke her that credential, documenting that she wishes to withdraw from the study. Uh, this, in this framework, we cannot manage whether the data within the research group is deleted, but we have an audible trail stating on a particular day that uh, Toshiko did not, that did not want this data to be used, and should it be used inappropriately, uh, we, she's able to uh, follow through. 
Oh. Our project also has, uh, is able to handle uh, digital guardianship in which guardians and legal, le legally authorized representatives can act on behalf of their geriatric and pediatric dependents. Uh, dependents are able to go to a notary and get a medical power of attorney issued and share it with their uh, guardians. And then within the application, the guardian is able to switch their accounts to the dependent and then share data and accept data and create credentials um, accordingly. Uh, in terms of the framework, uh, Metalinker uh, has has several, every participant within Metalinker has an agent. Uh, so that'd be uh, our wallet. So patients have a smartphone application that is developed in React Native, uh, which is able to be downloaded for iOS or Android. And then organizations use a web, uh, web application developed also in React and enabled. So by using the same code base, we can, um, we can support multiple platforms. Uh, in terms of the WC3 standards, the verifiable credentials and the decentralized identifiers, all that is handled with Hyperledger Indy and then the interact and then an middleware uh, API is handled by uh, Hyperledger Aries. All, um, all, all the agents are housed under AWS, which is HIPAA compliant and was, uh, uh, and is suitable for a healthcare use case. So uh, Usman has prepared a, dem a demo uh, of our Metalinker system. And so uh, I will turn the presentation over to him. Thanks, Daniel. We have three emulators running on our computer. The first one represents a cute care clinic. The second one is Preston. And the third one is of community clinic. Preston will be acting on behalf of Toshiko. So Toshiko shares his medical power of attorney with Preston. Preston goes to the share tab to confirm that the share has been successfully performed. He clicks on Toshiko's account, and there we can see the recently shared medical power of attorney, which has eight attributes. Now he goes back to the main connection screen. Preston now has the authority to switch to Toshiko's account. So he clicks on the menu button, clicks on switch user, and then select Toshiko Living. Now all the actions will in fact be performed by Preston, but they will be from Toshiko's account, as if Toshiko is himself performing all these actions. Now, the next step we want to do is to establish a connection between acute care clinic and Preston and Toshiko. So we go to the scan tab, there we have an option of scanning a real QR code that will be present at the participating clinic. But since these are emulators without camera, camera option, we will have to click on the simulate button and select acute care clinic from the list. This sends an invitation to acute care clinic which responds back and asks Toshiko to accept the connection, which Toshiko does. Meanwhile, we can see that there is no account for Toshiko on acute care screen this is because the connection hasn't yet been established. Now we see a red dot showing that there is some pending invitation that Toshiko needs to connect. Going back to the connection screen, we see that this is the acute care clinic. So Toshiko selects this option. 
goes into the pending invitation. And there seems an option of either deleting the connection or either confirming. So he confirms the connection. This completes the procedure for establishing a connection. And we can see that the pending connection changed to active connection. Now Toshiko can go back to his main connection. At the same time, we see that Toshiko's name appeared on the screen of Acute Care. Now, Toshiko wants uh, to get a health ID from Acute Care Clinic. So he goes back to the Acute Care Clinic connection. And at the same time, the clinic also goes to the Toshiko's account. The clinics have the option to either issue a health ID or a medication credential or both. For this demonstration, we'll be showing how a health ID is being issued. The procedure for issuing a medication credential and all the other credentials in this app is similar. Toshiko clicks on the health ID button to request a credential. The clinic asks for a real identification card or a driver's license. Upon providing this information, the clinic clicks on the health ID button to start issuing the procedure for issuing the health ID. They click on the start button, and this presents a form where the information can be added. We had we have some preloaded information, but we will change the name to Toshiko. And the surname to Living. Now we are done. So we select it and click on the submit. Now this information is basically shared with Toshiko to verify that all the information is correct. We can see that the name is Toshiko and the surname is Livingston. So we agree here. And Toshiko can either accept or ignore this. He should can either accept or ignore this credential. So he clicks on the accept button. Now the clinic receives this acceptance request and then clicks on the issuance button, and this will complete the procedure for issuing a health ID credential. Now we see previously we were having a health ID request a credential. Now this will move to the my credentials section with 11 attributes. Now this health ID can be shared with any of the participating clinics. The next step we want to do is to share this health ID that was issued to Toshiko from acute care clinics account to with, with community clinic. For this demonstration, we already established a connection between community clinic and Toshiko. So now Toshiko can go to the shared. He can click on the community clinic, click on the share attributes button, and here he sees all of his credentials. These are credit cards, health ID, insurance cards, and MPOA. But he just wants to share his health ID today. So he clicks on health ID, like all that. He can unselect any information that he doesn't want to be shared with community clinic. And he then clicks on the share button. This shares the health ID with community clinic. Over to the right, we have the community uh, emulator running. They can click on Toshiko. In fact, they need to go to the share tab first and then click on Toshiko. And they see that recently he shared 11 attributes with, with them. And they have been successfully verified just a few seconds ago. They can click on it and get the information that Toshiko shared. This is how the credentials are being issued and shared between multiple clients.
To conclude our presentation, MediaLinker is basically a proof of concept project that uses blockchain. It's a patient-centric application to manage healthcare identity and to present medical information between multiple clinics. It gives patient control over their medical data. It uses a decentralized model where patients can control which of their medical information is shared by which, with which clinic. As part of future work, we are working on improving the user interface of the application. We would like to thank all of you for listening to this presentation and we'll be happy to take questions 